Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Greetings, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today, we've got a fun show, a little off the beaten track, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it's something very near and dear to Michelle's and my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've actually had some people very interested in it. So we'll get to that in a moment. In the meantime, uh, yeah. what we usually do is go through kind of a recap of uh, our Michelle's and my past week and things uh-huh. that are going on. And right before we went on air, <laughs> we were commiserating uh-huh. on uh, those damn mosquitoes. And- yes. And how Michelle and I seem to be magnets for them. Yes, yes. It's a genetic predisposition, according to 23andMe. And typically, if uh, I'm with anybody that says, oh, yeah, mosquitoes bite me all the time, they can wear no repellent. I can be wearing repellent and still get bitten. I will get five bites and they'll get none. So I am walking mosquito repellent for any of you that would like to go to an outdoor festival and not wear the stuff on your skin. Just invite me. (laughs) I will get them all. (laughs) Um, I think I mentioned our hot tub and how like just my upper chest was out of the water. And I think occasionally my arms and I got two bites right on my upper chest and right off the side of my neck. (laughs) And so now I actually have to wear mosquito repellent uh, in the hot tub. So let let me give a quick little disclaimer. And that is Michelle and I, for, for the first few moments today, we're going to talk about our personal yes. uh, treatments, re- remedies, and elixirs for yes. dealing with these damn little things. <laughs> um, but we have no affiliation with any of these companies that we're no. going to be chatting about. And Nor can per- we promise that the results will work for you. That's right. Pa- past, past results for Michelle and me are, are no promise of future <laughs> performance for you guys. Um, there, we've done our, our disclosure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, can, you. I, I, I can tell you at the beginning, one of the things I actually turned Michelle on to, and it didn't work for her, nope. uh, but it has worked for me, is something I actually saw on the TV show Shark Tank. Yeah. And it's called the bug bite thing. Yeah. And it's basically, essentially, a it's a giant s- <laughs> syringe. It's, somebody took a Suction syringe. Cup, kind of. Uh-huh. Yeah, somebody <laughs> took a syringe at some point and decided instead of you know scratching, itching, whatever you do to a bite, uh-huh. they just suck the venom out. Uh-huh. And it, it does work for me periodically. The oh. problem that I've got, Michelle, I don't know about you, is my mosquito bites don't uh-huh. reveal themselves right away. Oh. It usually takes a little time. Oh. And particularly if I'm taking like a shower, hot shower, hot water on it. Oh, uh-huh. it seems to ignite Exacerbate the itch. It's I've like, read that it, and it's like, uh-huh. holy crap. So uh-huh. for, first and foremost, I used uh, the bug bite thing. It does work to, to resolve it, but it didn't do anything for you. No, it didn't. I, I am the proud owner of two because they come in a they two come pack. They come in twos, yeah. And, um, they do not work for me. I mean, they will temporarily relieve the itch a little bit because they basically work like a hickey. In that, um, you know, you suction, you suction it. Oh my skin God, goes now up. I'm never going to see it. Again <laughs> the same way. Um, you know, you suction it up. But uh, for those of you here live, you will see that uh, the outside world hates me. Um, I have them all over right here. <laughs> um, but no, the, the section from Shark Tank, I love Shark Tank. The section thingy did not work for me. By the way, I got to tell you, I, I heard long ago, I don't know if it's true or not, that the mosquitoes who that bite you are actually the female mosquitoes and oh. they don't make any noise. It's the male mosquitoes, the ones that, that you hear that, that make the noise. So when you hear nothing, that's when you have to be careful. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, unlike you, I feel the itch faster yeah. than I can see where they bit me. And sometimes I think I'm going a little crazy because 
they they affect me so deeply and then they will itch for days. It's oh, a yeah. little bit torturous for like a seven day period. And I know this sounds crazy, but what I do recommend is gardening for your mental health. What I don't recommend is getting so bitten by mosquitoes that you suffer in mental health <laughs> because yeah. you can't resolve your mosquito bites. But I, I got so desperate after spraying myself with everything and going out and gardening and then realizing they had bitten me through my clothes and I had them on my, I thought I was crazy. I had them on my hip. I had one on my butt. I had one on my upper thigh, my lower thigh, and I was covered in clothing. And um, so I just, I like freaked out because I'm trying to garden and I'm growing this wonderful herb garden and taking care of my garden and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm suffering, right? Like hopefully your self-care doesn't make you suffer. (laughs) So I looked up online and the thing that worked for me was my baking soda remedy. So you make a little paste of the baking soda with a little bit of water and you rub it on your bites. And then I soaked in kind of warm, uh, lukewarm water with a lot of baking soda in it. And those are the only bites like on the, on the hip and the butt and the leg and the thigh. Those are the only bites that I didn't scratch and get tortured by because I, I soaked for a little while. So that's my wow. tip. My, that's uh, my home remedy. <laughs> so, so my home remedy actually came to me through our son. Wow. Uh, I, and we were talking about it and he could see I had bites and I notoriously get bites on my hand right Mm -hmm. between my ring and pinky finger or right on the outside right on the outside very itchy right or Mm -hmm. on my ankle um and you know right above yeah right above your shoe line Mm -hmm. and he's the one that turned me on to apple cider vinegar Mm. and apple cider vinegar for me so i I use apple cider vinegar in conjunction with the bug bite thing Mm -hmm. and it seems to to resolve it Mm -hmm. uh the worst for me, by the way, is waking up in the middle of the night with yes. an itch that will not freaking go away. Oh, that's what, what that's what happened to me with the hot tub ones. You know, it's like, oh, I was tortured forever. You know, try to do a little self-care to st- manage your stress. And <laughs> yeah, so so oh. you you've got an you've got an herb garden. And yeah, you know, for for a year now we have moved to a new location and we have we have our grove, Scotland Grove. We have uh, a large number of citrus trees and other greenery. And so I'm a gentleman farmer now. Yes. <laughs> I got to come up with a remedy for this thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the other well, thing that the other thing I was turned on to was uh, Skin So Soft. And That's does right. that work for you? I've only Thanks. used it. And candidly, I haven't given it a fair try. I've okay. only used it on my arms. Okay. And the one day I did it, uh-huh. no bites on okay. my arm. I okay. got bites on my ankle. One <laughs> so you didn't put it on your I believe ankle. if it works, I'm going to have to move beyond the spray bottle that you can order online. Uh-huh. And basically get a, a gallon of it. I am too. And just kind of like sponge all over. There all over, all over before I go out. I or, now spray my clothes too, by the way. And I, I actually wasn't even going to say this until right before going on air. You mentioned getting bit through your clothes because yeah. I wasn't going to tell anybody that. Who the hell gets bit through their clothes? I know. I do. Nope. <laughs> so do I. And it's like no mosquito in their right mind is going to go to that kind of work when they when there's so much fresh meat out there. There's a lot of Otherwise. fresh meat. It's Florida. And, <laughs> but no, you know what? They want you and me. They want me. Like I, I have, I joke that people will say, oh, there's no mosquitoes here. If there's a mosquito in like a 50 mile radius, they will find it us. will fly to where I am and find me. <laughs> and it's torture. And it's not just those, but like, there's the little garden bugs, like out in the Valley in LA, like studio city, my friend. So this is, this is, this is my reality. My friend threw a little garden party. And she had this home remedy. And she invited you and and you were the buffet. (laughs) I was the buffet. She had all these little black, black little flies that bite or something like that or something. I don't know what it was. Those are gnats. Home, homemade remedy. So I sprayed that all over my body. I got bit like crazy. That home remedy stuff. Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. People that make your home remedy stuff. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, because, because I'm now a gentleman farmer, 
I love the the whole ecosystem concept of the garden and everything. And with our trees, particularly avocado trees, bees are a huge part of the pollination and cross pollination system. So we've got lots of bees out there. These are, you know, most people are afraid of them and they run a little bit. Uh They, if you coexist with them, they actually are wonderful. So they'll fly around, they mind their own business. You do your own business. Just let them pollinate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't definitely don't chase bees down, but when they start coming towards me, they make me a little nervous. I got to Yeah. But they don't do for me, at least the bees don't do the same thing. The mosquitoes do the mosquitoes look at me and go, it's feeding time. (laughs) Well, isn't it true also that when bees sting you, they die? Is that I've, true? I've, I've heard that. Now, here's the interesting thing with that bug bite thing that you got. Uh-huh. If you do get them, the back end of that syringe, you yeah. can use to flick out the stinger. Oh, the stinger. Okay. So or you I'll can use, you around. can use a credit, you can use a credit card too, by the way, for that. If any, <laughs> okay. if, if you guys don't know that trick, um, oh. you can take a credit card and flick where you were stung <laughs> and it takes the stinger out. I wonder how many of our listeners are like, I'm just never going to go outside. The pandemic seems like a wonderful opportunity to avoid all bugs. <laughs> for a year, I haven't had a head cold. For a year, I haven't had cooties. For a year, I haven't had mosquito bites. The world is opening wow. back up and the rest of the world that's already been out there is saying, it's feed me time. <laughs> I know this is a funny way to start our keeping our your discussion shit together. today, um, but, but I do think, you know, I think it's important to get some good sunshine and, and to be, there's some real health benefits to growing oh, in vit- a little vitam- herb garden. There is the vitamin D, just the concept of being out in the sun and out in nature. Mm-hmm. Is a Even great house self- plants, if you have no garden, ha- yeah. or if you have a little balcony or you have no balcony, even like house plants, talk to them, sing to them. They, they, that's what they say they do well too. Mine are growing beautifully and I both sing to them and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, but by, by the way, for those of you who've heard me chat about walking meditation before, if you've never spent time on your walk touching trees, I mean, you don't oh, need to yes. go and hug them. And there are a lot of people that do that, but yeah. um, just, just touching them and yeah. being out and communing with them, it really is quite peaceful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. All right. So that's so we, our gardener tip for the day. Gardener tips. Yeah. <laughs> so, so shall we jump into our topic today or is there something else you well, want to chat about? There's one shout out that I'm going to say that ties really nicely into our, our uh, topic today, which is a shout out to a friend and a former coworker of mine, Lisa, who's an avid listener who suggested for those of you that haven't looked up our podcast in a while, she was the one that suggested we put our weekly topic at the top of our show notes. So they're easier to find. And we've started doing that. So thank you, Lisa. And she also mentioned that she couldn't wait for this episode. So here we are, social media calendaring. Here here we are. So now we're talking today about something (laughs) very near and dear to my heart. And um, I I do a separate online mastermind group called Pivot Play. Mm -hmm. And in it, I have spent a lot of time with the participants, teaching them and training them and working with them on social media calendaring, content creation and management. This is a big topic and it's going to go obviously far beyond what we have time for today. So I thought that it might be fun to at least give some basics for people uh, because social media is here to stay. Social media, you know, Facebook isn't dying. It, it made its a, a raging return. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, Twitter, everybody is, seems that is on Twitter. They don't know how to use it correctly, but they're on Twitter. And I think it's just a basic misunderstanding, particularly over the last year of what social medias can do for you as a business person and as a social interaction tool. So I'd like to approach it uh, in in both regards. Now, let's just start with Michelle and I manage a social media page for Pivot Play. And if Mm -hmm. you're not on it and you're listening, I invite you to go to, to, to Facebook and look up Pivot Play or look at either one of Michelle's or my uh, personal pages. You mean keeping your shit together. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I just, well, I've got, I've got. Scott a does have Pivot Play if you'd like to join that. I highly I recommend to, it for those of you sorry. trying to learn how to pivot your business. Yes, keeping your shit together. <laughs> there is that page as well. Um, that one's free to join. Uh-huh. And we invite you to do it because we put show notes in there and periodically Michelle posts some fun little challenges and, and tests <laughs> and things. And then we post resources in there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a great group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we manage that as a way to further support and supplement this show. Yeah, It's not a replacement for the show. And right. I urge all of you that first and foremost, when we talk about social media, social media isn't you. Right. Social media, if you look at it the way I think it's most powerfully used, is an extension of your business, you, your brand, your personality, whatever you want. It doesn't, it, you know, there, some cases you can get it for free now, some of these providers. You can have your own web page. Mm-hmm. If you are looking at social media not as a brand promotion or as a marketing tool or as a business supplement, and it's just for you, then realize so it's social media, not watching media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet all the metrics that I've noticed, I've been following them very closely over the last year. The lurkers are up yes. and the postings are down, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. There are a few people who are posting, the influencers, the people, yeah. you know, the trolls, the oh, people, yeah, the trolls, the, the, trolls the, the people who are out there purposefully making a splash, but the amount of people who are simply just taking information in, looking at it, glancing at it is, is high uh, on the increase. And Mm -hmm. I say that to all of you, again, if you're going to use social media to promote or connect or whatever, realize you've got about six or seven seconds. That's it Mm -hmm. to get someone's attention on social Mm -hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're scrolling through, you know, mm-hmm, Michelle, mm-hmm. how many social media platforms are you on? Um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, but I have multiple accounts depending on what I'm trying to focus on, on all three of those. And then I really don't use my Pinterest that much. I use that more for looking up things, recipes, <laughs> ideas, recipes, exactly. recipes and, and like creative ideas and mm-hmm. things like that. My favorite use of Facebook, if I can go back to gardening, is since I bought this house and did it, well, I didn't buy it, but my partner did. Yay. Um, but since we moved into this house, um, the garden was already established. And I'm, I like you, Scott, I like ecosystem and I want to know what's native to the area, what's friendly to the area that maybe has come you know, over time and what is invasive, what will hurt the birds, what will hurt the butterflies, what will hurt the animal life that needs to be gotten rid of. But if you don't know plants, like I don't know plants, um, there, there are these online groups where they will help you identify the plants in your yard and, and then tell you, and then you can search whether it's invasive. And I've actually found that two of the plants in our yard actually produce berries that are harmful to the birds. So Goal number two is um, now that I found those, you know, and have recovered from my splinter and my bug bites and, you know, my rash that I picked up <laughs> um, and, and trimmed. Now I'm going to pull up those plants and get rid of them so they stop hurting the birds with their poisonous berries. So these are the things that, and that's all from a group on social media. So I love social media for things like. I have a psychotherapy networking group that I run where when we need to find a good referral for a client that we can't see ourselves or it's a specialty we don't work with. That's amazing. I love this, like identify your plant group that I'm in now. (laughs) Um, So I, and, and for those of you who've experienced grief and loss, you know, you can feel like the only person that has gone through this and grief and loss support groups are beautiful option B groups. Um, They get very specific parents grieve parents from uh, the suicide death of a loved one or a child. Like they can get really specific because you're drawing from people from a broad geographic area that you couldn't get if you were having a 6 PM Tuesday night group in West Hollywood. I, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm going to interrupt you here for a minute and ask mm-hmm. this question because I've started noticing, and this is, by the way, going to tie in with our next show, just as oh, a little te- just as a little tease. 
we're, our next episode is going to be about how to say goodbye mm-hmm. or letting mm-hmm. go and things like that. Um, I'm noticing more people posting their grief online, yes. particularly in Facebook than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you now as mm-hmm. a grief counselor, mm-hmm. is that a good thing? Is it, it you know, mm-hmm. if you're going through this, do you mm-hmm. go online and to the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and complete strangers? And do you yeah. post about your loss? Yeah. You know, I, I have um, personal feelings about it that I'll summarize at the end. And then I will tell you there are pros and cons, right? So the pros are, Uh, It really can be a good way for a griever who's feeling quite isolated to get support from people. And for that reason, I love it. The hard part is um, announcing that someone has died online can mean, yes, you can get the word out faster. So that can help the close grievers that need to notify everybody. That's been super helpful. But someone can see the death notification online and not have support around them or not be in a place where they can manage it and it catches them off guard. So that's the hard part. I, w- I would say like, it's, it's better if you can remember to say, I have some difficult news to share, read this when you have time, dot, 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 and then start your next paragraph. So someone has time to either flip, read this when you have support around you or something like that. So people have a chance to flip through it. The other thing is memories, particularly Facebook that pops up your memories from two, three, five, seven years ago. I call them the bombs. Yeah, they can be really great memories or they can be big bomb grief spurts, which I think grief spurts overall help you address grief that still needs to be processed. So my my bias is that it, it's not such a bad thing that that a, a bomb might come up. You just want to make sure you've got good people in your life or good professionals in your life or both or, or good spiritual support in your life to handle those grief spurts when they happen. But I, I really love as somebody that believes we are a grief averse, death averse, avoidant society, I love that we talk more about mental health, wellness, grief in a more open way. It, it helps those that are suffering um, manage better, feel less alone. And it helps those of us that are just trying to keep the denial blinders on, yeah. maybe take them off a little bit and, <clears throat> and investigate. Not everybody believes the same thing that I do though. That's okay. You can disagree with me. It won't be the first time. It won't Wonderful. Be so we, we'll, we'll continue that conversation <laughs> next week yeah. uh, when we're having that discussion. But I wanted to tell it because I'm noticing more of that. Yeah. It could be you're connected to me and that's what my people post and it, about. And it, and it could be, it could very well be because there's, there are yeah. new algorithms in place. I, yeah. I do want to say from a social media standpoint, it's very interesting that Michelle mm-hmm. mentioned she has a Pinterest account, but she doesn't use it that much. No. Nope. From a business standpoint, that's where you should be among other places. Um, oh. Because while most people think of Pinterest as the recipe place, yeah. um, that's how it originally started, at least uh, what I saw. Uh-huh. Almost every major company has a Pinterest account now, and oh. it is the way that they use for promoting and branding. So mm-hmm. you're losing an opportunity mm-hmm. if you want to get out there and become an influencer or promote your brand uh, and, and the like if you're not on Pinterest. Hmm. Bear in mind too, that from a social media standpoint, not all social media platforms are created the same. And for example, my kids are not on Facebook. They're just not there. Yeah, that's depending on Mm -hmm. depending on the demographic and the psychographic that you want to attract, or Mm -hmm. you want to speak to be very mindful about Mm -hmm. where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like TikTok no, and Snapchat are so popular with younger yeah. millennials and, and X um, and Z gen. And, and now Clubhouse is around. Clubhouse is a right. social media platform. It's essentially a radio show and it's a pop-up radio show. You get on whenever you want to. It mm-hmm. was limited to iOS devices only. It's now expanded to, to Android as of last mm-hmm. week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we still don't know what it's going to do. Right. But the influencers are all there. The yeah. celebrities are all there. They are. If that's what you want to attract, cool. And, you know, Michelle and I have dabbled with it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do it as much just because all of our listeners are not on it. So um, yet, and we might go back to it. But I've been on some other people's shows and I've 
they call it walking the halls. I've walked the halls of Clubhouse. Fascinating stuff on there if you want information and you're a data junkie. Mm -hmm. um, bear in mind that the younger generation, if that's what you're looking for, they're on Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. The, yeah. You don't write for them if on Facebook, if that's what mm -hmm. you want to go to. The other thing to be mindful of in a social media setting is the length of your messages. Some people post, they might as well be blogs, frankly. Yeah. They post blog postings. Unless you have raging and raving and repeat fans, nobody's reading this. No. Um, and I am finding from a social media management standpoint, you are far better off being visual. Mm -hmm. Now, let me let me back up for one moment and tell you one of my pet peeves. While we talk about grief and loss, et cetera, please, uh -huh. for the love of God, stop posting pictures of your dead or dying animal oh. or or, you know, roadkill or something like that or, or a safari hunt. And I'm saying that to you. I'm begging as someone oh. who's so visual. Uh -huh. I can't unsee that. Oh. at least give me a warning and put the picture down below. I understand that you might be grieving. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a memorial. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that we see in social media yeah. as we scroll through is the picture. The picture, yeah. I don't want to see dead things. Yeah, okay. Um, and not, not, not in that kind of situation. Yeah. Because it just hits you and then your mind tries yeah. to connect the dots. The good part about that is if you'll use images and uh -huh. they are so easy to create through a tool called there, there are two of them. I'm going to pass on to you right now. One is Canva C A N V A. Uh -huh. And the other is Crello C R E L L O. Huh. Um, I, you'll have to experiment with them on your browser and see which one performs better for you. Canva, Canva. I've heard Canva of is my, new. Can, Canva is my go-to one. Crello does a little bit different than Canva, including letting you create transparent backgrounds, all for free, by the way. You can do paid accounts. I'm passing on free tools for you for your social media management. Can I add a couple? Of course. Word Swag, I think is, uh, Word Swag and Tipic, T-I-P-I-C, are two that I use for Insta, um, Insta pictures that I want to add a message to. I do believe they both might be $2.99 or $3.99 each. And then of course there's, you can pay for more, but they're affordable and you can create those nice visual images with words on them. Yeah. Word swag is marvelous, by the way. I don't use Tipic as much, but I uh -huh. do use word swag because it's so cool. I think this is the one where you've got the little shuffle button and yes. it will, you type in the message that you yes. want and then it will change the typography yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Now, uh -huh. Here's the thing. You can use Canva to create the, the image uh -huh. and import that into Word Swag. Yes. Yes. Um, Any image, uh, image from your yeah. phone, image from Canva. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, think of social media as a visual realm okay. uh, to get attention. You can still do your post, but from a content creation standpoint, you're going to get more eyeballs, which is what you're doing it for. You're going to get more eyeballs. <laughs> Pardon me, if um, you have an image to go with it, even if it's somewhat redundant, mm -hmm. give you a good example. Um, for me, periodically, I will post something I call shadow thoughts on mm -hmm. my page. Mm -hmm. And it, they, they arise from some of my work with divination from the Vitruvian Square and the Masks of Tarot. Little things I pull up. Think of it. Think of it essentially as Scott's version of a fortune cookie. Okay. All right. So you get it. You look at it. If it resonates with you, cool. If it doesn't, okay, wait for the next cookie. Now, for, for those of you not into fortune telling or divination or anything, also Scott uses some good quotes or thoughts just for your own introspection. So because Scott and I have a bullshit meter, some of you are not going to be into the divination thing, but his quotes are cool. His shadow thoughts make you think about what matters in your life. Thank you. And so what, what I do is there's a shadow thought mm -hmm. that I write out and then using Canva, I create a square image and I'm going to explain why I'm doing it this way. It's a square image with 
the main shadow portion of it as part of the image. And the image, of course, matches the theme. Mm -hmm. Both of those are posted because the square image, first of all, the image itself will get eyeballs on Facebook, for example. Uh -huh. When it is cross-posted, using a tool we'll talk about in a minute, Hootsuite, when it is cross-posted to Instagram and Twitter, the square image automatically is, is fits the parameters that Instagram needs. I am all about when you're creating social media content, keep it simple and find a system that is sustainable so that you're not reinventing the wheel every time. If you, for example, you can go into Canva and you can click the social media theme and it will give you different custom formats. Mm -hmm. Facebook ad, Facebook post, Facebook banner, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. I'm telling you, if you're going to do that, while it may be more purist for those of you looking on social media platforms, and Michelle and I've had this discussion mm -hmm. with this show. Yes, because we have. The, because the square image does not always display exactly the way you want, but the image is there. Here's, yes. the th here's the thing. If you're time challenged, do you really want to go out and create five different images in order to fit five different social media platforms? No. Nobody has that kind of time or energy or even interest. So I have sat, I have just a personal choice now, and it with discussion of Michelle, I've made a choice to sacrifice some of the display for our show for the ability to post it on any social media outlet and it will still be there and it shows up perfectly on Instagram. And is it the, the Twitter display that doesn't show up quite right? Yeah, Twitter is a little off. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it's okay. there. If you see it and you click on it, it's still there. Mm -hmm. So I've made that sacrifice. Bear in mind, you can through Canva and Crello do a specific post with the dimensions for Twitter and it shows up perfectly. That's a choice for you. But the point is to make your social media posting, when it's an important post, visual in nature mm -hmm. to supplement what it is that you're posting about. And there are all these free tools that are out there mm -hmm. that will allow you to do this uh, nearly instantly. Mm -hmm. um, now, as far as content creation management, I happen to use Hootsuite. There's, uh, they, they just changed their free version for those okay. of you who want to uh, explore it. What Hootsuite is, and there are other platforms out there. I think Buffer is one of them and there, Loomly is another one. There are a, a fair number of them. <clears throat> what they do is they allow you to program or schedule a post on various social media platforms. Now, if you're not paying for the service, obviously nothing's free, folks. Right. And you know, for, first rule of social media: if it's free, you're the product. You're the product. Yes, you are. And and so, you know, they want your email, they want your profile, they want your avatar, they mm. want your likes and dislikes. <laughs> so, if you're not paying for it, then the service is going to limit mm. what you're able to do. Hootsuite just went on their free service. Uh, what did they do down to? I think you're allowed 15 posts. Now that does, that sounds like a lot that you can pre-program until mm. if you're like me and I've got and you're three social things and you're, multi, mm -hmm. yeah, you're running multiple posts. One day is going to take up five of those. Mm -hmm. So now you've got three days of posting. Mm -hmm. It's still better than nothing. Even the yeah. free account. And I'm urging all of you to think about, unless it's an emergency or it's something spur of the moment, you know, you, those of you who've looked at my personal page have seen, you know, sometimes I'll post stuff that I do with the labyrinth out in the backyard. Um, sunset happens to be really pretty and it's going through the rocks. I'll take a picture of that. The grandkids are over and we're dressing up like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. And I post a picture of that. Um, you know, our granddaughter decides to do a magic trick. I'll post that. I'm not talking about things like that. You can, particularly if you're branding, promoting, you've got a persona you want to put out there. I really urge you to, to schedule 
your posts in advance, which means concentrating on writing them in advance. Now, this may shock some of you. The posts, <laughs> for the most part, that you see from me, uh -huh. aren't, I'm going to let you behind the curtain, aren't written that day. I figured. I, I write two weeks in advance. Oh, wow. I sit down on a Saturday, usually. That's my okay. writing day. I will okay. sit, social media writing day. I will sit down on a Saturday and plan out two weeks of daily social media posts. And then those get fed into a, a, a content placeholder like Hootsuite. I don't even think about it. As a matter of fact, sometimes I'm asleep when these things post because I've got an international uh, audience. You know, I can post at seven in the morning. I'm asleep. Yeah. And Someone's folks in awake. the UK, you know, folks in the UK, it's the afternoon for them. Mm -hmm. Now, this begs the question, Scott, if you're going to write two weeks in advance. Yes. And Hootsuite only lets you do a few days. What the hell? Right. How are you managing that? So this is the last little secret I'm going to give you. And then we can kind of brainstorm some more, Michelle, what okay. helps for folks. Um, the, the, the reality is I am using a marvelous secret weapon. <gasps> you ready? You guys want to know what it is? And yes. You all, you all have it. You already okay. have this. Oh. I'm using Google Calendar as a digital content creation machine. And wow. I'm going to share with you how I do this. Okay. Google Calendar. Now you could use Office 365, but I don't find anything that works as elegantly and efficiently as Google Calendar. In Google Calendar, you can create multiple calendars. That's exactly what I do. And I have a separate calendar that is called, hmm, digital content. That's the calendar. And I've got a separate color for it. So it's color coded. If you look at my calendar, every day has a digital content. And now let me explain to you why this works so powerfully well. Okay. On the calendar, in Google Calendar, which is where I write, that's where I'm creating the content. Everything starts there. Let's just say for tomorrow, I have my content that I create. So it says digital content. And then the quote, as Michelle said, is the subject. And it's created as an all-day event. That's all I'm doing. Okay. I click on tomorrow. It's a calendar entry to, under my calendar digital content. And the quote is there. I can instantly see this. And by the way, this allows me to easily copy and paste that into Hootsuite or any other scheduling software. Then if I want to go deeper or I want a longer post, I can go into the notes of that calendar entry. And it's all there. Literally, Google Calendar becomes my social media content creation device. Wow. And I go through and I click every day. Now, what that does is it visually, remember, I'm the visual guy. Uh-huh. It visually lets me look at my calendar and I can see if I've missed a day, I can see how many days out I am. I can look at the calendar today and I can see, and I know this by the way, because I did it this morning. <clears throat> I can look at today and know I'm running out of my two weeks. I got to sit down this coming Saturday oh. and plan out another two weeks. So it looks okay. almost, it's like the fuel tank on your car. Yeah. you Okay. Mm -hmm. It becomes a visual representation of, do I get to rest this week and not write? No, I can. I've got, I've got enough content. Come Saturday, I got to fill the tank back up again. It's like going to the gas station. Now, here's the fun part. As you are using your content, as it gets posted, whether you're doing it with the scheduling software or whether you're, you're manually going in every day and saying, okay, I go into my Google Calendar, pull that up, copy that, and then paste it on Twitter and paste it on Instagram and paste it on Facebook and paste it on LinkedIn, which you can do if, I mean, that's your thing. That's cool too. Okay. After it gets pasted, I delete it off the calendar. Oh. And it becomes a massive content to-do list as well. Oh, And so okay. when I'm looking at it, I can instantly see when the content's been used up. Okay. So it is a constantly evolving, dynamic, shifting content creation tool. Oh. Again, all done in a free, it's free Google wow. Calendar, 
done as a separate social media content calendar. Uh-huh. If, if it becomes distracting for you at any time during the day, the cool part about Google Calendar is you go over to the left, uh-huh. you look down at your calendars, it says, you, you know, click. you click on it and it doesn't display on your calendar anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. So since, you know, since I don't like recreating the wheel and it, I'm hard headed, so it takes me a long time to switch. And I'm so heavily in Outlook all day. Mm-hmm. I am, I mean, I see, I have two calendars, one for each business, right? Yeah. And um, and so I can see that you can add another calendar there. I imagine you can add another calendar and do the same thing. Click it when you want, if you, it gets distracting, but see it on your page as a social media calendar. And that's the thing. So I, I also yeah. have, I also have Office 365. Okay. And I, it's, I don't like it as much uh-huh. on my phone. That's why I moved to Google oh, Calendar. Right, because it on integrates your, better on your phone. Okay. On, exactly. So Google Calendar integrates so well on my Apple mm-hmm. phone. Okay, um, got it. Office 365 is cool. Now, by the way, just as a, this is far beyond social media. Sure. I use Outlook on my phone as my primary email and calendar mm-hmm. app. I do too. Mm-hmm. And it works phenomenal. Uh-huh. It's just an amazing tool. But from a calendaring standpoint, I've never found anything so easy to use in a phone uh-huh. setting as Google Calendar, because one thing it will let you do that I have yet to see Outlook do, uh-huh. and that's duplicate an event and instantly in the duplication, pick a different date, time, or calendar that you want it to go into. Uh, okay. Outlook it. makes it a little more challenging. And I'm all about when it comes to social media calendaring, mm-hmm. ease of use. Ease of use. Yeah. Make this work for you rather than you having to work the way it wants you to. Okay. <laughs> now, because you're so heavily invested in Office 365, Michelle, yeah, at that point, you either have to color code it, which you can also do. Which I do. I color code everything. Mm-hmm. And so you have a separate color code for uh-huh. social media content. Uh-huh. Or you have to have two calendars th- that you're sharing together. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to switch between calendars. Yeah. And yeah. I've been there. And, it and you're going to, you're going to miss something. Okay. At some point you'll miss something. Um, and so that's why, again, ultimately I go back to, to, for me, Google calendar, Perfect. because I've got, I've got, I think seven calendars on Google calendar running at the same time. That's and it's awesome. got everything from social media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this show, mm-hmm. right? We've got production notes and we've got planning mm-hmm. that we have to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've got our calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. I have my gentleman farmer calendar so that I know when to <laughs> harvest and fertilize. And now I got to Now I got to add in getting rid of the fricking mosquitoes. Um, and, you know, I can click or unclick all of them. And it's just so easy. You don't have to worry about sharing calendars and the like. Yeah. Um, by the way, as a quick little aside, again, just my little uh, free tip for you. There's a wonderful tool for you. Those of you who are uh, with a significant other, uh, there's a program called Cozy, C-O-Z-I, that will let you go in and share your calendar, Google or Outlook, Office 365, to that program. Cozy is free, by the way. Okay. And as long as your spouse, significant other, kids, whoever, have the program and you give them the permission, they can see your calendar in a non-destructive way. So if, Uh if, now Michelle and I aren't doing it because we talk all the time, but if I wanted to, Michelle and I could be on Cozy Uh and we could each have our our keeping your shit together calendars Uh and it would show up for each other through Cozy and we could see what we we had available and whatnot. And it's, again, it's non-destructive. Michelle couldn't erase things that I put on there. Mm Mm-hmm. So I throw that out at you because it's another way of taking either of your calendars, Office 365 or Outlook, Office 365 and Google Calendar, putting it on steroids if, in fact, you have a production team, colleagues, significant mm. others, things like that, kids that you want to share your, yeah, your content. ride sharing alone for some parents would be yeah. super helpful, you uh, know, especially now that school is, well, it's coming to an end in, for the summer, but... You know, if you've got extracurricular activities and ride sharing going on with that, that could be super helpful. 
Yeah, now one of the things that I do, uh, I, I urge all of our listeners is first and foremost, if you're not already in our Facebook group, the Keeping Your Shit Together Facebook group, do that and you will see how we use social media and you'll see how we're connected. I mean, probably one of the best tools that we can give you is modeling what's happening. Mm -hmm. And you can see how Michelle and I are tagging things online. I mean, that goes, tagging kind of goes beyond the scope of today's show, but there are, there's, there are ways to use hashtags effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, for example, love to put these really funny, I'm notorious for it, put these little funny hashtags on there because it underscores the message. For example, my kids may be over uh, not my kids, my grandkids may be over and we're doing Batman, Superman, you know, superhero day. <laughs> and I love to call them my grand bat babies. Aww. And so I hashtag, <laughs> I, I hashtag that I hashtag them grand bat baby. But let's get real folks. Nobody's going to search for that. So if you're going to use a hashtag, if it's, if you're being funny or you think you're being funny, sometimes it's not so funny. If you think you're being funny, then use it for that. If you think you're hashtagging something with a unique hashtag because you want the world to see it, they're not seeing it. You've got to promote the hashtag for that to happen. So you're better off, frankly, using, again, we'll use our podcast. If you will look at the way I promote it, and uh, Michelle, I think you're doing the same thing. There are specific hashtags on there. Some of them as simple as hashtag radio hashtag podcast, hashtag well-being, hashtag peace of mind. You know, this one will have hashtag social media. Uh -huh. Those are the things people are looking for. And the point of social media, if you really want to manage it, is start wrapping your head around, how do I manage the audience expectation? How do I manage who's going to see this? And if you're being so eclectic that they can't find you, now you just become the best kept secret in the world of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say like one thing for those of you who use social media personally uh, or privately, um, you know, beware of whether you post a private message or you post worldwide. Oh yeah. Um, you know, be, be careful. Uh, you know, I'm not a fear monger, you know, but there are people who do like to hack in, become your friends message you and they are bots or they are people in disguise that want information about you so that they can, um, you know, take your privacy, take your identity. So, and be cautious about what you're posting in, um, in terms of a worldwide post or a private post and your privacy settings, particularly on Facebook. And the sad part is Facebook is known to change their privacy Absolutely. standards regularly. So rule of thumb is private or not, don't post anything that you don't want people to see that you think you've somehow protected for just your friends or just you or whatever. Someone can eventually see that. And um, just beware that you don't want to post anything that is a secret or is something that you think you're keeping private because you've marked it as private? Well, let, let's, let's get really real right now. First and foremost, get a password manager. Please <laughs> don't put your first name, your year of, of yeah, birth, yeah. you know, or, you know, Scott123. It's like, really? <laughs> How stupid is that? Okay. <laughs> or the best one is you replicate passwords all over the place and there are data breaches. So yeah. get a good password manager. I happen to use one password. There are other ones that are just as marvelous out there. Um, some of your browsers will actually help you generate random passwords. You want things that are strong. Use a password manager and stop worrying about whether you can remember the password or not. That's what the password manager will do for you. Yeah. First and foremost. Number two, don't put your driver's license. Don't put your social security number. Mm -hmm. No credit cards. Mm -hmm. No home addresses stop posting on social media that you've gone on vacation for a week. Mm -hmm, Are you mm -hmm. crazy? Do you know how easy it is for me to find your home right now? I know. And I don't even, you know, if I don't know, even know who you are, I need your name and mm -hmm. the state you're in. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can through public record searches, find who you are. And I will put a little fear into everybody because <laughs> I, I do teach this a lot okay. uh, to public agencies uh, for ways to secure themselves and 
residents and business owners. Okay. Among other things, as much as I love Google, Google now has, as do others, by the way, something called a reverse image search. It's a separate search engine. Yes. All I have to do is take a picture of you from social media, plug Mm -hmm. it into the reverse image search, and it will bring up all of your social media accounts. Let's start with that. I don't even have to be in breath. It will bring up all of your social media accounts and then it will go out and search and bring up posts and comments where your picture appears because it's using facial recognition algorithms. That's how advanced we are now. So I don't want you going off the grid. We're not in that world. anymore. <laughs> I want you being cognizant of this. Just and that also, yep. that, that also means, by the way, periodically change your passwords. Yes. So that if there is a data breach, it's an old data bank that's been released and you've got a new one. Sometimes all of this fear of social media compromise Mm -hmm. is as simple as changing a password. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a super helpful tip. Thank you, Scott. I have been, at least is not the only one (laughs) that was looking to hear this, but I've been wanting to know your tips because you are so good at posting regularly and managing multiple accounts. And these are super helpful. So thank Thank, you for doing this today. My pleasure. All done through my calendar, by the way. Again, just (laughs) as a reiteration, everything done through my calendar, but it's a separate calendar specifically designed for social media. I love it. I I can track it all there. So it puts it all in one place. I love it. That's all I got today. All right. We good? I We are good. Um, I, I just want to remind everybody to listen, to like our podcast, to subscribe so you don't miss episodes, to share with others. And don't forget to connect with us either. You know, we do have a Keeping Your Shit Together Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So connect to us on one of those that you feel comfortable. Our group online is the most interactive, but we love to hear from you if you've got ideas for future episodes you'd like us to cover that help you address the stress in your life. And I look forward to our next episode, which will be on how and when to say goodbye. Yeah, so it'll be a very interesting show we're going to have next week. Uh, and it's, it's literally based on the fact that uh, I, over the last year, have, have never had so much personal death awareness mm-hmm. because of people uh, who are going through this kind of thing. And so I reached out to Michelle uh, as a grief counselor and asked her, hey, how about we do this show because they don't teach you this in school. So <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing next week. All right. All right, folks. <laughs> have With a that, great week. Bye-bye. Peace. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.